Welcome to the Wandering Pilgrims podcast. Thanks for joining us again um, on our ninth installment of the Pilgrim's Progress series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's starting to be like the song that never ends. <laughs> <laughs> or at least that's how it feels. Every time we start on this and start getting prepped for an episode, I'm like, oh, we've got one more episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it never ends no. up being just one more episode. <laughs> um. So just a little background, this series that we're covering is on the book The Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan, written in the 1600s by a illegal preacher who mm-hmm. was currently being jailed for being an illegal preacher. Um, and it is the second most sold book outside the Bible. Um, it's been translated into, I can't, even remember how many languages um and it's it's so important this should give you an idea of how important this book can be for the christian faith it was banned in communist china along with the bible mm-hmm. so it was being snuck into the country with the bible i didn't know that yes i learn new things every <laughs> once in a while <laughs> But, yeah, it was viewed as that important. Mm -hmm. So that tells me that it has to be pretty important. Um, So, um, recap. Spoiler alert. I don't remember if I said that in the last one. So I'm going to do it again. Um, I am getting better about it, though. Uh, What did we talk about last episode? (laughs) Oh, is that bad that I completely forgot? Um, we talked about the shepherds. That's mm-hmm. it. We talked about the shepherds. They made it to the delectable mountains, Christian and hopeful on their journey. And they talked about all of the things that they saw there. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the things the shepherds showed them, which scared them pretty, yeah, pretty well. Um, <laughs> so, um, I think that's a pretty decent, because I don't want to give too much, because yeah. we'll be talking about last episode for mm-hmm. 30 minutes if we <laughs> if we go down that, that path. So um, definitely go check out those other episodes if you're interested in where we're at. We highly, highly recommend that you check out links in the descriptions. Um, and if you haven't read it, go ahead and read it before you listen to any more or at least like read along with the podcast so you have a good idea of what's going on and you can take from it what you take from it and see how it lines up with us and um i mean we are definitely probably not even cliff notes for this book yeah and the amount you can get out of it and how important it is to your faith and growing um but I think that pretty much gets us back to where we are now. So, are you ready to dive in? Oh, yeah. Okay, so, Christian and Hopeful were leaving out from the delectable mountains and the shepherds, and they Mm -hmm. just warned them about 
different things and what to look out for and mm-hmm. helpful tidbits along the way, right? Yep. Okay. So they're walking along straight narrow path. Mm-hmm. And they come up to this point where there's this little crooked lane mm-hmm. that comes and meets the straight and narrow path. Mm-hmm. And there's a man coming <laughs> down the crooked lane mm-hmm. um, from the country of conceit. Yes. <laughs> and this man's name is Ignorance. Now, we're at the part of this book where it, for me, like, ignorance is an important topic. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's choppy to me. Yeah. Um, because basically what happens is he's around for a little bit, and then he kind of vanishes for a little bit, and then he pops back up again, and then, you know, like, he's in and out for this last stage of their journey yeah and maybe that's on purpose yeah well he stays with them but he's kind of walking behind them yeah and uh he's walking behind them uh for most of the rest of the way okay Um, but they only kind of bring him into the story every so often yeah well you know now that i think about it because going mm-hmm. through it, it seems choppy to me. Because you're only getting part of this person at a time. Whereas most mm-hmm. of the others, you have a start and a finish. Yeah, it's like a singular yeah. interaction. But yeah. maybe ignorance is this way for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because we will always be ignorant to some degree. Yeah. So maybe it's mm-hmm. in the book that way. Because every so often, ignorance will rear its head in each person's life. Mm-hmm. About something. Yeah, oh yeah. So, don't be conceited in your knowledge. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Okay. Didn't think about that till now. But, okay. I'll, I'll, I will concede the choppiness that has a purpose. <laughs> Had not thought about that before. Um, so, I'm trying to think. How did, like, they they meet on the road and... Like, how did it even get started? Because they were kind of like, how, you know, how did you get here? They always question people they meet. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Christian and Hopeful were just kind of like, how did you get to this point in your journey? And he's like, oh, you know, I just came down that lane from, from my country. Yeah. You know, and Christian was kind of like, did you go by the wicket gate? Yeah, he's like, no. <laughs> Why would I do that? No. It takes me all the way back. Why would I do that when my lane mm-hmm. just runs right into the path? Yeah, I from... can start here. Yeah, like... why can't I start here? <laughs> I'm a good, because yeah. he, he makes a point of saying, I'm a good man. Mm-hmm. I pay my taxes. I pay people that I owe. Yeah. Um, I do what I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'll, you know, I'm good enough to be in this way and I'm good enough to be let in yeah as I am mm-hmm. so of course I can go in the way at this point and hopefully and Christian are kind of on the fence about what yeah. to do about him yeah well Christian's idea is that you you like you have to start at the wicked gate yeah 
It doesn't matter how much closer or how much further away you are. Yeah. You have to start at this singular point. Yeah. Well, certain things in life. Certain things in life are like that. You have to learn addition before you can ever hope to do calculus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You have to have a starting point. Yeah. And there's certain steps Mm -hmm. to a lot of things in life. And we try to jump the gun a lot of the time. Yeah. And that just gets us in trouble. Mm -hmm. Whether it's, especially when you're talking a faith and religious basis. Yeah. If, if you, I guess we'll say jump the gun and you get in over your head and you start learning these phrases and Mm -hmm. if, if you didn't work up to it, yeah. You may not know what they mean, and you may not be helping people that aren't as far along on their journey. They may think you are, and you're not. Mm. So you're not you're blind leading the blind situation. Yeah. Or you get caught up by somebody that does know what they're talking about mm-hmm. <laughs> and can point out your ignorance. Yeah. So while he's... While they were talking, Christian and Hopeful kind of, like, off to the side were like, what do we do with this person? Mm-hmm. Like... Do we leave him? Do we take him with us? Well, like, what do we do? And they kind of had a little bit of dialogue. They kind of tried to straighten his thought. Yeah, they're trying to straighten his thought out. process. That you know, they're you know, basically, like you have to come in at this point. Yeah, you have to start at the wicked gate. Like, there's a point in which, like, acceptance and like you're deciding. So I accept. You have to come by way of Christ and the cross. Yes. Yeah. You can't skip that part. No. You know, <laughs> I'm deciding that I'm going to go down this journey no matter what it takes. And the wicket gate is the starting point for that. Yeah. And everyone for a thousand years from where from conceit has never gone by way of the wicked gate. Yeah, he makes a point of that. He's like, nobody has ever, yeah. ever like, no one done has that. Ever done this that. is what we always do. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. you've always done it doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. But, I mean, they're talking back and forth about this, and it gets to the point where ignorance just kind of looks at him and goes, keep to your religion from your country, and I'll keep to mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I took something from that, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. and I have no idea. It, it may not be true. It may just be that I was tired when I was listening to it. But when he made that remark, and then I started thinking over what ignorance had said, like he's taking shortcuts, he's doing the works he's supposed to be doing, he's obeying the laws that he's supposed to obey, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And knowing the era and circumstances John Bunyan comes from, Mm -hmm. as soon as he said that to Christian, it immediately clicked for me. There's a correlation with a Catholic Mm -hmm. at this point. Could be. Um, Because the Protestant uh, Reformation and everybody would consider them ignorant. Yeah. And that they they bypassed Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. By confessing to a priest instead mm. of going to yeah. Christ themselves. And 
and then the works, of course, and that you can do these certain things or these certain rituals to be forgiven or yeah. those kinds of things. So that was just kind of where it went for me, whether or not that's true and what he had in mind. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. But idea but, at, the, at the time is that, at the time that he's writing this book, a majority of them would have been ignorant well, of what it actually said. If if you're if you're Catholic at that time and everything's in Latin, how would you not be ignorant? Yeah. You you can't read it. Yeah. Or understand it unless you're one of the more educated people, mm-hmm. which was one of the main points in the Reformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, you're you're you're, I'm, you're not a bad person. But you're a follower of bad doctrine or do is it really even no but very easily manipulated it's easy to do when you don't give people all of the exactly pieces to the puzzle mm-hmm. so i mean that's just kind of what i got out of it especially considering the other references to the pope and catholicism and things in the book yeah that I mean, ignorance applies to way more than just that. But that mm-hmm. particular point, yeah, like you keep to your country, religion, and I'll keep to my country's religion. Yeah. that was like the defining line of because English was, or English, England was Protestant, mm-hmm. and you know so many other countries were Catholic still. Yeah, so that just kind of was where it went and. Mm-hmm. What was the saying, though, wise in his own conceit? That was along the lines, I think, of what they said. Yeah. And a fool will prove himself a fool. Yeah, basically, like, when you start talking about um, anything, really. Yeah. When you pretend that you know what you're talking about, yeah. inevitably in the conversation, you will prove yourself a fool. I agree with that. The problem with that statement now is that most people don't listen to what other people are saying to listen That's to what true. they're saying. Yeah. That they, they hear what they're saying, but it's only to respond. Yeah. And make themselves a lot of times sound at least on par, if not smarter mm-hmm. or more educated in an area yeah. than that person. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're sitting and you're listening to a person and really thinking about how they're talking and what they're saying yeah. and and even how they're acting while they're talking you can pick up on wow you really don't know what you're talking about do you yeah a whole lot quicker if you yeah. just take a breath instead mm-hmm. of just listening to respond really listen to what people have to say mm-hmm. oh you mean have a meaningful conversation yes a meaningful conversation <laughs> um <laughs> but i mean christian and hopeful did kind of want to help him Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he just kind of trails behind at this point in the story. So that was kind of where they left it mm-hmm. with him. He's there, but he's not actively participating in what's going on with Christian and hopeful. Yeah. I'd say he's a good, what, several yards behind him, mm-hmm. behind them, I'd yeah. say. So they, they move on. And they get to this part, and I'm going to be honest. This is the part in the story that I think they take a bigger leap down a rabbit hole than we've taken 
during all of our discussions. <laughs> yeah, this bit of dialogue. <laughs> because I have the hardest time following it and why it really relates and why it's here. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. Like, I, I see that it's important. Mm-hmm. But I don't see how it correlates, really. You have, so basically what happens is there's this dark lane and there's a man. And this man is bound by seven cords and seven devils are taking him back to the door in the hill, which was the byway to hell. Mm-hmm. So they're pulling this man. And Christian thinks about it, and he thinks the man's name was, was it Turnaway? Turnaway, Turnabout? Okay. And who lived in apostasy. Mm -hmm. So he was a Christian, and now I don't think I am. Yeah. So he couldn't make up his mind, and he kept turning around, around, around. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of that lately. Yes. Of mainstream people. And this man's being led by seven cords by seven devils back to the byway to hell. Mm-hmm. That's a very vivid picture for what we've had going on yeah. in the Christian community, world community. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty stark yeah. um, and sobering. So the turnabout had a paper on his back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it said... Wanton professor, not wanting, wanton Mm -hmm. professor, and damnable apostate. Yeah. So, that's, mm. (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of self-explanatory, like you don't need a whole lot to go there. Yeah, it's it's pretty direct. You were judged and found wanting. At this point, because of how you have acted, you said you were for me, and then you turned your back on me. Mm-hmm. You like, mm. so you have this <laughs> image and everything going through this book at this point, right? And you're mm-hmm. expecting, or at least I was, considering how this whole book is, yeah, that there's going to be some dialogue about apostasy or or about the man or mm-hmm. something, right? And all you get is that they saw him. Yeah, they just see him. And then they go down a rabbit hole because yeah. something about that reminded Christian of a story. Yeah, it reminds him of a story that he heard about a man named Little Faith. I mean, little people of Little Faith, I guess you could contend, mm-hmm. relate to apostasy because you can't have great faith and then decide one day you don't believe. Yeah, it doesn't usually happen. <laughs> I mean, I, but, so Christian had heard mm-hmm. about this fella named Little Faith. Mm-hmm. And this is when the rabbit hole begins. Yeah, it's a very large bit of dialogue. I mean, I mean, in like a good 30 minutes worth of dialogue. When I'm sitting there and I'm listening to it and I'm taking notes, getting prepared for our podcast, and yeah. I'm waiting with anticipation mm-hmm. for it to relate back. To it, and it yeah. never really circled back for me. It does, but not in a very obvious way. Okay, well, I was 
it was it, late. It I was basically, looking for copies. <laughs> the point is the story about Little Faith. And um, Turnabout is, he's kind of the lead into the story. Okay. So we see this man, right? And now I can tell you this story. Okay. Rather than him just bringing it up, it reminds him of the story. I know, but I I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> the story of Little Faith was not as mm-hmm. attention-grabbing as when you're saying there's a man being hauled off to the door exactly. in the hill. That's exactly the point. Okay. So, so what that is 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 the the visualization of turn of turnabout being carried off is more appealing than appealing. It's it's more attention attention-grabbing. Okay. Than just. Oh, hey, I heard the story about this guy named Little Faith. Yeah. Because then you're going to go, okay, here comes More a dialogue. truckload of dialogue. Yeah. Right? So, and for for that reason, it's left out of a lot of different versions Yeah. of this book. Like, modern versions and stuff, they don't have this, this bit of dialogue. But it is an important bit of dialogue. Okay, well, you may have to hold my hand through it and help me through <laughs> it a little bit. Um, but the turnabout, the vi- the visual of turnabout being carried off, is an intention grabber. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a literary mechanism to grab your attention to say, hey, what we're fixing to discuss is very important. Well, I'd also like to point out that they discussed. To, I don't want to jump too much, but they just discussed the door in the hill. And the byway to hell, and that yeah. it found people at different points in their journey. Mm-hmm. They were hauling a man back. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he made it that far. That far. He made it further than Christian and Hopeful. Mm-hmm. And then they had him bound up. And, and he renounced what he believed, and they were carrying him to the fastest way to hell. Yep. That's terrifying. Um, so on to Little Faith then. <laughs> um, so he was supposed to what live in a town named Sincere. Yeah. So just real quick, I get this visual of. Yeah, have you ever seen the movie Ghost? Oh. With Demi Moore and. <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> so in the movie, uh, in the movie, spoilers. Um, the bad guys in the movie, uh-huh. when they die, these shadow people, these shadow things, um, like they crawl out of the shadows and they grab the spirits of the bad guys and they drag them into the darkness. See, you could have totally went with Princess and the Frog, and I would have been on board with that <laughs> way easier I than if you went with Ghost. I can't believe you've never Ghost. seen Ghost. <laughs> I have seen enough of yeah. Ghost to know I don't want to finish the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that that's the visual that I get of that. <laughs> I don't know what squeaked here, but... <laughs> I'm not going to let you wear shoes anymore. That's kind of the... The idea that I'm I'm getting out of that. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Yeah, you could have totally went with the princess and the frog. That is way more along the lines <laughs> of what I get to watch yeah. on a regular basis mm-hmm. at this point in my life. <laughs> Although I have to say, pretty good movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a cute little movie. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, <laughs> so Little Faith, who lived in the town of Sincere. Mm-hmm. Um. And Christian had heard this. He didn't necessarily know him personally. Yeah. Um, there was a, there was a gate. It was a wide gate, or mm-hmm. or is it a broad, Broadway? I kept thinking Broadway show when I was listening it's to it. It's so. Broadway. Okay, so not straight and narrow. No. No. Um, well, it led into. Something that they referred to as Dead Man's Lane. Yeah. Because of all the people that got murdered there. Mm-hmm. All the time. And somehow this very smart man named Little Faith mm-hmm. not only found himself in Dead Man's Lane. Yep. He fell asleep. Yeah, he took a nap. <laughs> he sounds yep. like a smart cookie from the beginning. Um, so then we're told that there's three bad guys, mm-hmm. as there always are. Yes. And they come from the Broadway gate. They're brothers. Mm-hmm. And their names are Faint Heart, mm-hmm. Mistrust, and Guilt. Yes. So, they find not-so-smart sleeping man. Mm-hmm. Try to rob him. Well, I mean, come on. You're in a yeah. lane called that, and you fall asleep. Yeah. And you, like... Of course, something yeah. bad's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, they stole his bag of silver again. Silver. Yeah. Silver um, again. It's always silver. Yeah. Um, and he yells, thieves! Yeah. Like, that's really going to yeah. help and do anything. So, they they club him yeah. over the head. Make him bleed, knock him down. Mm. But they start to get, they ran off. Like, they didn't finish the job because they heard, or they thought they heard someone coming. Mm -hmm. And they were afraid of this person that they called Great Grace. Yes. Um, And he was supposed to live in a place called, what was it, Good Confidence? Mm -hmm. Um, And their fear of Great Grace ran them off. Yeah. And the potential of... he, He... I don't know. We get into he's, him a little more yeah. later about yeah, why they like, were afraid of him. He's like a champion. Okay. Like he, his thing is that he fights for pilgrims. For or, pilgrims, like he or, fights on the side of good, and he's very good at it. Yeah, he always seemed to be armed. From what we will learn about him, like he always walked with yeah. his sword out and ready to do whatever he needed to, mm-hmm. kind of deal. So. Once they ran off and once Little Faith comes to, mm-hmm. he's on his way. I mean, what else are you going to do at this point? Yeah. Um, but they make a point, and this is where it starts to go off the rails for me. Mm-hmm. They make a point of saying that he still had like a little odd money, but that they missed his jewels. Yeah, so they, they took all of his spending money. Yeah. But they did not take his jewels, and they don't take his certificate, like yeah. little thing that he's supposed to present, present when at he the gets gate there. Of the yeah, city. yeah. 
Well, I mean, let's be honest. Even if you took it, I think they would know. It probably. That you don't match the description. Yeah. I think the idea of the ticket is that it's not really a ticket. It's it's like a a note. Yeah. It's a passport. Um, like the idea of this note is the fact that you kept it. Yeah. You kept your faith the entire journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they didn't take that. Thank goodness. Um, and they didn't take his jewels. And then this is where it kind of gets... Weird. It It's a little hard to keep up with because the dialogue is Christian hopeful, Christian hopeful, Christian hopeful. It goes back, it's back and forth and back and forth. Uh, well, I still don't discussing even understand this. It. This is the end of him telling him the story um, and the, the beginning of their discussion about it. Oh. Which is the... Of equal importance yeah, well, as the story. So he kept all his jewels. Yes. He's lucky. Mm-hmm. And then they make the point, or Christian makes the point of saying he had to beg. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I was in Hopeful's camp from the beginning because I'm like, he has all of those jewels. Yeah, so am I. Just like, <laughs> why, so I. why are you holding... Because I'm thinking monetary, mm-hmm. you know, uh, material. Yeah materialism and and like you can't take it to heaven and these kinds of things like why why not just sell it and mm-hmm. help you get on your way and get to the end of your journey yeah so it it, it kind of is like he wouldn't or couldn't mm-hmm. sell the jewels at points he yeah. didn't want to part with them so the the significance the significance of this is it's it's one of the first times that you see the two of them disagree. Yeah. And Hope and Christian is like, like they disagree about it. And Christian is like, oh, well, you know, let's just, let's leave it at that. And Hopeful is like, no. No, I want an answer. Like, we're going to figure this thing out. Yeah. Yeah, so he has the jewels and he doesn't want to sell the jewels. He would rather beg and make his way by begging. Mm-hmm. Then he would sell these jewels, and Christian's point is, is that no one wants to buy the jewels in the first place. There's no one there to. Buy There's them. no one there to buy them, and he doesn't want to sell them. So he might as well hang on to them, right? Which but, makes sense. Yeah, but on the other hand, anywhere you'd need to buy food, I'm pretty sure that they would be more than willing to take, take a, a jewel. jewel. Yeah. Because they're worth more than the silver that he had in the first yeah, place. Yeah, he'd be overpaying yeah. for what he needed. Christian's point is, is that this is this man's inheritance. And it is not good of him to just willy-nilly give it away. Like right? Esau. Like e- Exactly like Esau. This is who they begin to talk about. Yeah. And he, Hopeful's point is, yes... But Esau didn't even care about his inheritance. Yeah. Which is why it was so easy for him to give it away for the a bowl of soup. The same thing with the prodigal son. Yeah. He wanted his inheritance then mm-hmm. and went and partied it up and then ended up begging and eating with the pigs and mm-hmm. going back home. And they were, the father was more than happy to welcome him back home. Mm-hmm. 
And and Esau didn't get the first blessing, but he still was blessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he becomes the father of the Edomites. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so by no means were they cursed because mm-hmm. they lacked the blessings. So, yeah. I, so, I mean, like, at, at some points it seems like Little Faith was afraid to sell him because he'd lost yeah. all his money. So, it, like, it sounded stingy mm-hmm. to me. And I'm like, but if you have, like, are you supposed to spend all of your savings? Are you supposed to hold on to stuff? Like, what is mm-hmm. the point of this? So, I think the point is, the, the, the disagreement is whether or not should you carry your inheritance up to the point at which it does you no good anymore because... It's not worth anything in heaven. And what inheritance are we talking about? See, that's my let's, question. Let's say, he, let's say his jewels. Are like, we talking about physical, earthly inheritance? Physical, or are we earthly talking... inheritance. Physical, okay. earthly inheritance. Okay. okay. Right? That helps narrow it down. Is it better for you to hold on to that? Right? Mm-hmm. All the way up to the point of now you have to let it go because you can't take it with you. But you're holding on to your inheritance. You're not frivolously giving it away uh, or, or blowing it. Yeah. Or is it better of you to use that inheritance in, in whatever manner you need to to get yourself further on that journey? I think this is at least part of the disagreement. Hopeful's idea is that you should use every means that you have at your disposal to further yourself on that journey. And that even though little faith has little faith, it's still faith. Yeah. It's still faith. Esau didn't have any. It doesn't say that he had any. No. It doesn't even say that he cared about having any. So little faith is starting... Ahead there anyway. Well, but, so why not use his inheritance? Why not use the jewels to further himself on his journey? Yeah. Well, I. I mean, Christian. Christian made the point of saying that many will do what Esau did, basically. Yeah. But that it excludes them from their chief blessing. Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Like what does that what does that have to do so with anything? He's again he's comparing it to Esau. So Esau didn't just give up an earthly inheritance, the cows, the farms, the the being head of household, the all of that. He gave up the spiritual blessing that went along with it. Yeah, he literally also gave up a direct blessing from God. Which he, he would have had. Yeah, because he didn't take it seriously. Which is why he said it was no big deal for a man of no faith to sell it off. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, there's one tiny little nugget yeah. cleared up. Um, but I just, I just don't get it. <laughs> I guess that's my biggest thing. Like, I know, I do believe that I remember reading somewhere, mm-hmm. and it has been a long time, so I could be absolutely wrong, and I don't have anything in front of me to reference to look this up, but 
I do seem to remember something about, and it may have been a proverb, um, leaving, you have done a good job if you leave something for your children mm-hmm. and your children's children. Yeah. So that may be kind of along these lines mm-hmm. too. But the other thing that I think of when we're talking about this, which, by the way, it still makes no sense. I don't understand why it's here. It's just a bit of dialogue. It's, it, it's, it's just, them arguing about, not discussing something. Yeah. How people discuss and are supposed to discuss differences <laughs> in faith yeah. and religion. Yeah, because well, and in Christian, every day. Christian is like, well, it's it's just it's it's fine. We'll we'll just agree to disagree and we'll go on our way. And hopeful is like, no, well, this I is actually an important. Like, yeah. I need to. We need to flesh this out. Yeah. So we're good. We have all of this time to walk and talk. So we we're going to well. do it. Yeah. yeah. And they're they they are they disagree, but they're not disagreeable. Yeah, and I don't know that they really ever land on an answer. They do. They kind of, I th- I'm I'm fairly certain they kind of, kind of meet in the middle. Okay. A little bit. So, of course, if you have a family, you want to leave something for your family. Yeah. But you don't. You definitely don't want to hold on to something and be covetous of something that is of material wealth. That can do you no good that, where you're going. Yeah, that well, that could do you a lot of good. Here, to get you On there. your way to get there. Or to help others. And you don't use it because you're, you're afraid of losing it. Right? Even yeah. though at the end, you're not going to have it anyway. Yeah. It's not going to do you any good. So it's better to leave what you can leave and use what you can use. The whole purpose of going on this journey is to get to the celestial city. Mm-hmm. And when you get there, you're not going to need anything that you had on your journey. You're not just you're just not going to need it. Mm-mm. So why not use everything at your disposal to aid you in getting you there? That's true. Well, and the funny part is, it's like they're having all this dialogue, and then there towards the end, they kind of circle back around. Mm-hmm. To the three brothers. Yeah. And Great Grace. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember why they circled around back to him. Mm-hmm. But they did. And so you have this... I, I picture a guy in armor. Like, knight yeah. style. On his way, protecting people. And, mm. you know, just taking care of business when it comes to thugs. Yeah, pretty much. He He's constantly... Up and down that yeah. area, taking care of it. Yeah, he's they, literally looking for a fight. But they make a point of saying mm-hmm. that even faint heart mistrust and guilt mm-hmm. could best great grace. Yeah, he's good that he would be good so long as he kept them at the point of a sword. If they got him on his back. Yeah, it's kind of, and, and this is this is true. This is absolutely true like in like in physical combat like if I keep you at at arm's length if I keep you out of my space right with at the point of a sword yeah I can still fight but the minute that you come in past where my sword is effective mm-hmm. now I'm in trouble and this is that's what he's saying like if they were to get 
like within him that that he he even he would have a hard time against three people. Well, in particular, these names. Yeah. Guilt. Mm-hmm. Mistrust. Mm-hmm. Faint heart. Yeah. Can best the greatest grace. Mm-hmm. That fights for you. So I thought that was very interesting. And and then Hopeful starts kind of kind of saying that I could do this and I could do that kind of thing mm-hmm. in relation to this part of the story. And Christian kind of says, don't think you can do better than others when you haven't faced their trials. I mean, he doesn't say that specifically, but yeah. basically... Everybody thinks they could do better than the other person. Yeah. Having not faced what the other person is facing. Mm-hmm. It's not your place to say, I can do better than them. Yeah. Um, but if God goes with us, there's no need to fear. Mm-hmm. There's no need to be afraid. I mean, but that was kind of, like, that was kind of the close of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and I'm listening, and I'm like, they didn't talk anymore about what they saw. No. It's not resolved. No, they don't, they don't bring it it's up. It's not resolved for me. This man is being carried off. No, it's not. No. Not resolved at all. But that's not the important part. That's Well, wrong. I guess that as soon as I heard those words, mm-hmm. and having seen what has transpired recently, mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to a dialogue on that kind of scenario. Yeah, about this man being carried off to hell. For that reason. Yeah. For that reason. And in particular, um, in particular because he was said to have been a professor. So he's somebody who's intellectual. He's someone of standing in the community. Mm-hmm. He's someone that's set higher on the social hierarchy mm-hmm. and who at the same time was professing to be a Christian. And then yeah. for whatever reason, turned tail. Yeah. Changed his mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get the point that it's, it's a very vivid <laughs> picture mm-hmm. of a point of what will happen to those kinds of mm-hmm. people. But it didn't really discuss it for me. Yeah, well, I think that, that, that I mean, and, uh, <laughs> that may be kind of the point. Like... This is what happened to this guy. Like, it's just, that's it. That's all you need to know. You either, you you don't turn tail. Yeah. Quit turning about on your faith. If you become an apostate, this is what will happen to you. This is what he is saying. Because not only have you, at some point, may have been trying to lead people to Christ, now all those people that you have led to Christ will question their faith. Mm -hmm. And you will also give other people that are questioning their faith the leeway... Mm-hmm. Or reasoning to continue questioning it or do the same thing as you. Yeah. So it's it's worse. It's it's being judged like false prophet, mm-hmm. false teacher style set apart as you did really bad. Yeah. So they got the shortcut. Mm-hmm. Okay, well at least I I've kind of summed that up yeah. for myself. That makes me feel a little better. <laughs> this is also the reason that it says the word talks about they kind of it's kind of a, a tag on, but how teachers and false prophets will be judged more harshly 
yeah. than anyone else. Well, you're responsible for other people's exactly. salvation and souls and mm-hmm. their journey. So if you are a bad person and that is your job, right? Yeah. How many people will you have either kept ignorant or made made false teachers themselves? Yeah, because if they believe it wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. they'll spread your ideas far yeah. and wide. And then you come out, you see, you say you come out, and and you go, "Up, oh, I don't believe in God anymore. I was wrong this yeah. whole time." So all of those people that you spoke to are now in a state yeah. of crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that was. That does sum up that little part. I just, I, I was looking for the dialogue about that. Yeah, and that's not where it went. They just went way off yeah. into left field. And I'm just kind of waiting for a punchline kind of deal at the end of all this dialogue. And there was none. The next thing we know is that they come up where there's two ways. Mm-hmm. And they're both straight. <laughs> both, both sides of the road. Both ways to take her straight. So what do we do? Hmm. Well, they're standing there. Mm-hmm. Now that all that dialogue's over. Um, and they don't really, they discuss it. And they're like, maybe this way, maybe that way. Mm-hmm. And then this kind of, he's a dark figure. Mm-hmm. But he's in these white, shining, beautiful robes. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. And he asks them where they're going and what they're doing, speaks very nicely and sweetly to them. Oh, yes. Um, and they tell him. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, I'm going that way. So why don't you just follow me? Mm-hmm. And of course they do. Of course they do. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, have you learned mm-hmm. nothing? Nothing at all. At that point. So he immediately, oh, whether or not it's immediately or not, it was pretty quick in the book. Yeah, he leads them down this path. Uh, and soon, and soon they have turned so far around that they're not even facing in the in, in the right direction. Yeah, you can't see the... Glow from yeah. the city, or and then all of a sudden, whoosh, they're trapped in a net. Yeah. Um, he ta- he ditches the robe at that point, mm-hmm. and reveals himself to be the flatterer. Yep. Now, I want to pause here because. <laughs> First of all, you had all that dialogue that was like going in a circle and didn't make no sense. And then there was none for this. Yeah. And I, I'm like, really? <laughs> There's nothing yeah. to discuss about the flatterer? Why are we not discussing the flatterer? <laughs> because to me, mm-hmm. it's one of the most prevalent dangers. Yes. So there was no, mm-hmm. there, there was nothing. Just a little bit of chit-chat, and then you're up in a net. And this is mm-hmm. who I am now, and bye. 
Like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This, well, this I, section I think, has frustrated me. <laughs> I think it's assumed that when someone is being flattering to you, it's obvious. But he didn't even really say anything in the book that was terribly flattering. No. Or what we consider flattering. Yeah, it just talks about him speaking very, very eloquently and and sounding very knowledgeable. They talk about dialogue. Yeah, but they but don't. But it's not actually, the dialogue's not actually there. Yeah. Um, and. What so what do we say? do with that? Well, it. There's a quote. Um, a man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote that down. Yeah, anyone who <laughs> tries to flatter you, they're just, they're literally just trying to use you for something. Yeah, they're out for their That's own gain. That's all they're doing. They're out for their own gain, and eventually they will, we, they, they, they will pull you into this trap, and you'll be on your own, because they will have gotten what they wanted. Well, most or at least for me, when I hear the word flatter mm-hmm. or flatterer, I think of someone that only says niceties, but that's not necessarily the case. You're not talking just someone going, oh, your dress is so beautiful, your hair looks so pretty. Mm-hmm. It, it's not just those kinds of things mm-hmm. because con men are flatterers. Mm-hmm. And they're not just telling you how pretty you are. Flatterers are telling you what you want to hear. Yeah. And I guess that he did. He told them what they wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. That he knew the way. Just follow me. Mm-hmm. So he conned them. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Like I expected... There's been so many places in this just this little section where I expected dialogue. I didn't get any. <laughs> and then other places... I got all this dialogue that I couldn't make heads or tail of. Mm-hmm. So I was very frustrated with this one. <laughs> but maybe I shouldn't have done it so late at night. <laughs> um, but, I mean, do you think there's any more we really need to dis- discuss about flatterers? No, I feel, I feel like it's something that's, that's pretty Relatively obvious. self-explanatory. Yeah, if, someone is, if someone is just telling you what you want to hear, it's fairly easy to catch on to it and you just need to you need to brush that person off and well, make them go away. As you're saying that it made me realize of some people that I've listened to lately doing mm-hmm. we did a thought experiment of, of three different pastors yeah. from three different areas mm-hmm. and one of them was a flatterer. One of them was was. doing nothing but standing up there and telling everybody in the congregation what they wanted to hear. Yep. Exactly what they wanted. And he was he was very slick. He was very very hard to pick up on. If if you didn't know. Yeah. If you weren't critically listening Mm -hmm. and actively listening to what he was saying. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You you would have been sucked in. Yeah, this is why. That's why it's it's so, it's so important that you read your Bible and be educated in your faith. Yes, because you're supposed to be able to question because, people that are teaching and preaching. Yeah, we. Uh, I, I I do not claim at all to be the most 
educated. No. As far as biblical study. No, neither of us are. But we're trying. And that's all we can do. The the little bit, the the little that we do know and that we have discussed and all of that is enough that we pick (laughs) up on it? Yeah. I mean, legitimately. Yeah. It's enough that, that, that we picked up on it. And it doesn't it doesn't take a scholar. It just takes someone who knows what they're talking about. I know. We it listened. takes someone who's read their Bible yeah. to pick up on it. And the issue is, is that each and every one of those people is just as guilty as he is. Because they didn't do the work. Exactly. To further their own faith. They are allowing him to tell them what they want to hear. Yeah. That's not good for their souls. No. It is. In the next stage of their journey. And just in case you're wondering, one out of the three was a good pastor and was not Very seeking uh, anything. The other one, he was probably an ignorant, to be honest, mm-hmm. at best. He definitely wasn't a flatterer because we couldn't even listen to him. Like, we had he to turn even, it off. Like, he reads the verse and then didn't even talk about it. Nope. Nope. Just went off over here and kind of referenced and discussed it a little bit. something else. That didn't have anything to do yeah. with what the verse and did. And then he circled back. Yeah. And continued to not talk about anything. Really. Yeah, he'd reference it every so often. But it was like a circle. And... I don't know, but that was more of, I don't know, an ignorance? Was it an ignorance? I I wouldn't say ignorance. I would say, I would certainly say he's not the best public speaker I've ever heard. No, no, definitely not. Um, The other one was, that's because he was a flatterer. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, definitely that was our our thought experiment a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. On ourselves. Mm. Um, But... Yeah. We well, get I mean, bored he, easily and we we yeah. we're a bit nerdy with <laughs> Yeah. with all of our our Bible studies at this point. So, you know, we had well, the idea and ran with it. I I hear things and I don't I don't want to assume that someone else's opinion of something is correct. Like I hear someone's opinion of it and then I want to go investigate it. Yeah, I've always been a, a digger of... To to find out, like, what, what's actually going on there. Yeah, that's why I've always been so... that's kind of why I wanted to do that, yeah. Well, that was kind of why we wanted to start this podcast a bit, was to mm-hmm. teach people, like, we're, we're normal people. Mm-hmm. We didn't go to seminary. We didn't go to college for this. This is something yeah. that we picked up and started doing for ourselves mm-hmm. because we weren't getting it anywhere. No. And we tried a lot of places mm-hmm. and a lot of ways to try to fill that hole. Mm-hmm. And we just, just I don't know, I, it, it kind of got to the point where we were like, why don't we share this with other people to help them realize that it doesn't matter what level you're at for mm-hmm. high school or middle school or yeah. college. Read it for yourself. Mm-hmm. The book, the Bible, preferably a good version. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, a com- like a complete version 
that. I have some links to some good ones that yeah, we would doesn't take a lot out of we would recommend and, yeah. in the description. Like actually. as an adult, you don't want to read a children's Bible. Yeah, when there's uh, some others some that you wouldn't want to either. Yeah, a lot of things are. <laughs> a lot of things yeah. are. You have to be even. I, I'm learning that because I have several children's Bibles and I've read through different ones with, mm-hmm. with ours. Yeah. And. My favorite one to read is the one I'm reading right now, and it's the one you used to see in all the doctor's offices and uh, dentist's office, the mm-hmm. the tan one yeah. that, from the 1970s, 80s. Yeah. It's the most accurate and most complete. I'm not saying they don't skip over some stuff that might not be the most mm-hmm. kid-friendly verbiage, yeah. uh, but for the most part, it's, it's complete. It's mm-hmm. not just one line with a picture. Yeah. So that's currently my favorite children's. Bible, mm-hmm. but you don't think about having to be critical of a children's Bible, and you do. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't know to be critical of a children's Bible if you didn't know it yourself. Yeah. So this is true. <laughs> so it 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 boggles my mind that we spent so much time going to educated quotation educated people people with degrees and and from from seminary and MBAs and all of these things and I'm don't take this the wrong way <laughs> there are a lot of well educated very good pastors mm-hmm. very good teachers we saw none of them. Yeah. And if y'all couldn't tell by now, just by the way we talk, we live in the Bible Belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we sampled yeah. more than a few. I'm not saying that they were bad people. No. No. What I am saying is that the fact that they had to go to to a college and be a, their education was skewed. More towards doctrine or what like... What Either more towards doctrine or towards... A particular viewpoint. A more convenient, secular bend. Oh. Or, okay. or so that, okay. that it was pleasing to as many people as possible. Butts and seats. Yeah, butts and seats. Money and coffers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. None of it helped us. Constantly seeking some other person's guidance. When we should have been seeking the only person's or being's guidance? Yeah. When we should have just been reading the word. Now, I'm not saying that community, Christian community, isn't beneficial. Or church. Mm -hmm. Oh, most most certainly. But that's why. And we found that. Mm -hmm. And that's why we created our own group of people who were also seeking yeah but had had enough i mean we have some that go to church we have mm-hmm. some that absolutely will not go to church yeah um wide range of ages here and they're our accountability group mm-hmm. so they help keep us on the straight and narrow as well yeah. and we try to help them and it comes from a place of love because correction comes from a place of love mm-hmm. or it should not yes. just willy-nilly finger wagon yeah 
that you get a lot of times when you get it at churches. That's where the judgmental stereotype comes from. It's because mm-hmm. people don't know you enough, and then they determine yeah, they that your life is... Finger wag. Yeah. You didn't yeah. take the time to know me, but now you're taking the time to mm-hmm. judge me and condemn me. Yeah. That, and that when the idea is, you're like you said, you're supposed to... The idea is to hold each other accountable. And you have to be small enough group to, to do be that. Able to do that, yeah. yeah. Um, and you're not you're not just supposed to do it with the people in your group. No. Anyone you know who is also a Christian, a Christian you are supposed to hold accountable. Yeah. Paul Nefarious, wrote. whether it's at work and you see someone who is has questionable business practices or whether you're at school with someone who decides to cheat on a test or or whether you're whatever it is you're doing if someone is like well I'm a Christian okay your actions then I'm going to hold you accountable to the moral law and authority that you that you claim to subscribe to well, the other thing is, is that how you act, your life is your witness. Exactly. You're not, y- you going out on a street corner and shouting Bible verses from the top of your lungs mm-hmm. may technically be a form of witnessing, but just from our reading, mm-hmm. it's made very clear that you are to set yourself apart from the world yeah. and your life and the way you live your life is supposed to be so different Mm-hmm. That people ask you why you're that why way. you're that way, yeah. and that's we're circling back to First Peter again. You should also constantly be prepared, be able and ready, yeah, always to, to explain defeat. the hope that you have, yeah, which got all of this started, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because we couldn't find people that were mm-hmm. ready and able to explain the hope that they have. I don't know that I'm very good at explaining it. <laughs> but I feel more equipped now than I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I don't always want to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. It's not always nice when somebody points something out that you're doing or you've been doing for however many years and all of a sudden they recognize that that's not good for you. Yeah. That's not fun, but... I'm going to respect it from somebody that's holding me accountable that I know personally. Yeah. Yeah. Versus somebody who's just finger wagging at me. Mm-hmm. So, but I do think it's important that everybody, whether you go to church or you don't, you're all reading, you're all learning it from the Word of God mm-hmm. because there's a lot in there you're not going to agree with. And if you don't yeah. agree with it, then keep reading it over and over again. Ask and pray for guidance and to figure out <laughs> where mm-hmm. where whatever it is that's amiss is and how to fix it in your life mm-hmm. or in, in your understanding, whatever it may be. Because depending on the denomination you go to, the verse you may be talking about, you may get an answer in one direction. Mm-hmm. You go to another denomination, you may get an answer in another, another direction. One. Yeah. Just based off of doctrine and mm-hmm. and the denomination's views. Yeah. So you can't argue with God. No. 
and the you Word can't. of God. It's not your personal truth. It's not your personal interpretation. Mm-hmm. He wrote it, inspired it, had people write it down the way it's written for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, and the idea is is that through study and scholarship, uh, you know, being educated in the Word, educating yourself in the Word, is that when you are called to defend the faith that you have, the hope that you have. You can. If the other person wants to argue with you, they're not arguing with you. Like if I'm if I'm talking about what Paul spoke about in Corinthians and someone disagrees with me, they don't disagree with me. They're disagreeing with Paul. My first question always is whenever I have that kind of thing come up. Mhm. Was did you read the entire thing in context? Mm-hmm. Where did you come to, or how did you come to this conclusion? Yeah. And if you tell me that somebody else preached on it, mm-hmm. or somebody else told you this, or you read it in a devotional that was just the one verse, mm-hmm. I don't even know that I'm going to argue with you. Because you haven't put in the work for me to argue with you. Yeah. Well. I think I would leave you yeah. with... You don't have the context. Come back and discuss it with me when you've read the entire thing. Yeah, read it and then just we'll the talk book. about it. Just the letter, just yeah. the book, whatever. Mm-hmm. You are not prepared for this discussion. Mm-hmm. And all I'm going to say is make you mad. Yeah. Well, a lot of what's in there will make a lot of people mad. I, yes. <laughs> but a lot of the times when it's yeah. when you have that kind of situation happening, they're not going to believe you. They'll say mm-hmm. it's your interpretation or mm-hmm. or you're taking it out of context. No, no, yeah. no. I want you to go and read it. Mm-hmm. I want you to take notes. I want you to come back for this debate. Yeah. I don't want to pull out knowledge that I claim to have and just make you mad and make you resentful or less likely to open the book and read it for yourself. I want you to read it for yourself. Yeah. I don't want to debate you in your ignorance. Mm-hmm. It it won't help them. Well, they, they, I mean, the idea is is for an ignorant person to to be educated. Yes. Either through through cause of like debate. Yes. Right, yeah. like Christian and hopeful are doing with ignorance, and hoping that he'll. Mull it over, yeah. While they, you know, we'll talk to him, and then you know, see that's the best you him, could hope for. Let's in that let situation. him mull it over for a little bit, and maybe he'll come come to, around. He'll, maybe he'll come around, and then we'll speak to him later on, which they do. But he has no proof. He's done no seeking or searching himself no, with just, what they've talked about. That that's kind of yeah. where I'm coming from because a mm-hmm. lot of people when you take. When you say debate, because I'm not going to say argue, because once it gets to an argument, nobody wins. Yeah. Most people look at a debate as somebody wins. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking to win. Yeah. And the only way that I can help you in your journey is if you're willing to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. You're more than willing to argue your point. Why are you not willing to prepare for the debate? Yeah. Like, I'm giving you fair warning. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm giving you an out. Yeah. I'm giving you an out. I by no means know 
everything front to back, chapter no. for verse. I don't. Mm-hmm. But just in talking with people since we've started this, I try to not just lay it all out there on the table because mm-hmm. inevitably when they're coming from that kind of stance yeah. in their ignorance, it ends up in an argument because they don't have all of the information. Yeah, they get frustrated. And that's not helpful. Yeah. So I try to be careful with how I word things and what I say. A lot mm-hmm. of the times I'm saying, have you read that in a while? Mm-hmm. Or something along those lines to try to get them to go back, read it if they ever have, read it mm-hmm. for the first time, read it again. Yeah. Because I don't want to win. Mm-hmm. I want you to spend time with God. I'm not winning here. Yeah. You're losing. Exactly. Your soul is losing mm-hmm. when you choose to not. Spend time in the Word. And then on top of it, if you're doing that kind of debate with people, mm-hmm. if you're wrong, you're spreading false information about what you claim to believe. Yeah. So it's very important to know what you're talking about before you open your mouth. Mm-hmm. And to be careful what you say and when you say it and how you say it. Yeah. So did we go off too far into the weeds? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, at this point, they are stuck in a net, right? Yes, they're stuck okay. in a net. We're back to flatterers. That's the flatterer. Let's get all the way back around to them being stuck in a net. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and they cry out, mm-hmm. as Christian has done so many times. <laughs> yes. Cries out for help, cries out to God. Mm -hmm. And then a shining one appears. Mm -hmm. Has a whip of small cords, right? Small cords? Yeah. Because I'm like, why are you emphasizing that they're small? And you will find out why they're emphasizing that they're small later. Mm -hmm. Small means more. Yeah. Um, The shining one comes up, looks at them, frees them, Mm -hmm. helps them. Came when they called, when they cried out. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to point out that basically the flatterer dressed like an apostle. He's yeah. a false apostle. Mm-hmm. False teacher. Yeah. Being a, sorry, I had a footnote about that, and that went <laughs> along with our trail down the rabbit mm-hmm. hole. But uh, he, he looked like what you would expect. Mm-hmm. A pastor or apostle or false te- or a teacher to look mm-hmm. like, so it was very easy for them to follow him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the shining one frees them, and he leads them back to the path, and then he starts questioning them. Mm-hmm. Like, what did the shepherds tell you? Well, well, wait, hang on. Oh, did don't I leave out the fact. That he chastises them. That was after. Is this after? Yeah, he has to have the information before he can do that. Yeah. So he's asking them, what did the shepherds tell you? Did the shepherds tell you to beware of the flatterer? Yes, they did. Mm -hmm. So why did you follow him? You know, 
did they not tell you? Did he not give you a map? Yes, they did, but we didn't even remember it. You know, like, went through all of these, these questions. And he goes, you're free, but because of how you are, you will be punished mm-hmm. for turning out of the way, yeah. for not listening and not following the path. So they're whipped yeah. with the the whip mm-hmm. of many, many tiny cords. Um, and at the same time, he's saying, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Mm-hmm. Be zealous and repent. Yeah. And they do, and they thank him for it, mm-hmm. and they thank him for freeing them, and then they went on their way. But that particular point is something that I don't think is taught mm-hmm. at, hardly at all anymore, and, and it goes back to the accountability for us, because I look at that as a parent, and I'm like, because I love you. Mm-hmm. I want you to grow up and be successful. I want you to grow up and be able to be on your own, be a good influence in the world, be a good person. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you run amok and get away with everything. Yeah. You're going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. I don't like that you get in trouble, but you're going to get in trouble until I te- until you learn these lessons that I'm trying to teach you. Mm-hmm. So I see that from a parent's perspective. Yeah. And at the same time, I see it from an accountability group perspective. If mm. I care about you on any level, I should care about your soul most of all. Mm-hmm. Because I'd like to see you again. And if I'd like to see you again, then I shouldn't have any problem pointing out things that could be a problem for you getting there. And so often it is because it's not easy or we don't really want to bring that up with them. It might be a sensitive subject or even do I have the right to bring it up? So for me, I had those questions as far as people went. Mm-hmm. Everybody has. They don't want, you don't want to get involved. It's not your problem. It's not your business. It's their business. It's their yeah. life. Put him to perspective of what could end up being their eternal life. Mm-hmm. Turns it on its head a little bit. Yeah. So, do I care enough to tell them if they're doing something and going out of the way so that hopefully they don't end up in the place that I wouldn't want anyone to end up? Mm-hmm. And these are people I care about. I wouldn't want anybody to end up there much less people I care about. So why would I sit on my hands and not tell them the truth? Yeah, mm-hmm. probably you have a good good chance of making them mad from time to time. Yeah. But if you love them and they love you, you should be able to talk to them, and maybe they need a cooling off period. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But you should be able to talk to them in a couple of days if they do and go, you know I only said that because I love you. Mm-hmm. And I I hope they'll be receptive, and they won't every time. Yeah. Nobody will. Sometimes you may see the thing that is their biggest vice. Yeah. If it is, they're going to fight you tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. 
but at least you tried. Yeah. And you keep trying. I mean, there comes a point when you can't anymore. Mm. And you can read about that in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're supposed to love our neighbor. Mm-hmm. And right here it tells us that as many as I love, I rebuke them and chasten them. So if you love your neighbor, that doesn't mean that you're just nice to them. That doesn't mean that you just tell them the nice things they want to hear. Yeah. And you don't tell them the bad and what you're seeing that could be a problem for their lives. And we're not told that anymore. Mm-hmm. We're so consumed with not hurting feelings that, well, I'm glad you didn't hurt their feelings in this life. I hope you won't miss them very much in the yeah. next Exactly. What are hurt feelings? In the grand scheme of things. In the, yeah. They're nothing. In uh, I feel like I think that a lot of the time also is some of this idea of, well, what if I'm wrong? Mm-hmm. Like you recognize something that you need to talk to someone about, but then you're like, well, what if it's just me? Or don't have the whole picture. What if I don't have the whole picture? What if I'm wrong about this and it's actually something else? Okay, talk to them about it. Mm -hmm. If it turns out that you're wrong, then... Own it. Own it. And now you you have grown from it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? It takes a lot of learning to be able to discern things in your own life. Mm Mm-hmm. And... For you know, and to try to help other people, it takes a lot of of work on yourself. Um, it's not easy, but a lot of the times when you see something in somebody else, it's either because you know maybe their history, or you went through it yourself, mm-hmm. or you know somebody who did things like that. Those kinds yeah. of things are are easier to pick up on without a um, as much learning and reflection, but. To me, the easiest way to figure it out, especially if you're on the fence about it, mm-hmm. is to pray about it. Pray yeah. about it and read. Mm-hmm. And you'll find the answer. Either it'll grow and you'll be more and more convicted about the fact that you haven't been talking to them. Mm-hmm. Or you'll figure out that maybe you're wrong or maybe you'll grow from something you read. Or maybe something will blatantly be put into your life. It's just a giant billboard that flashes at you to -hmm. tell you that you're wrong. Or to give you a resource that helps you understand why you're wrong. Mm -hmm. It's all growing. Mm -hmm. We're all ultimately children. So it's constant growth. Or we have to at least work towards constant growth. Yeah. And who wants to do it alone? I mean, what will he say to you if you did so well on your journey and learning Mm -hmm. when you get to the celestial city and you didn't even attempt to bring anyone else with you? Mm -hmm. So you learned what was right and you lived an honest and good life. Did your best to not sin, repented when you did, 
lived a good Christian life. And you have no jewels in your crown. Yeah. Because you didn't make the effort for anyone else. Not everybody's going to take the bait. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. And that's sad. But you should at least try try to help them get on the path. For sure, yeah. yeah. And I don't know about you, but I've since we've started this book, different people that I I know that have something to do with the church mm-hmm. capacity, different churches that I know if we're in conversation or whatever, and I'll ask, have you read Pilgrim's Progress? Mm-hmm. Most of them haven't even heard of it. No. And... That just <laughs> blows my mind. Yeah. Especially when it's somebody that I know that went to either a Christian college mm-hmm. or went to a, or who may have went to seminary. Maybe they don't do the preaching part or whatever, but they they went to yeah. school for it or whatever. I'm like, why is that not required reading? Because I had to read a version of it when I was a kid, I, I, when I was in yeah. Christian school. I, had, I read a version of it when I was little. So I was familiar with parts of it, but it's still kid version. <laughs> well, that, I think that 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 is part of the problem. Hmm. Um, and this is just my opinion, but I think that that's part of the problem. So the book was modernized. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was trans, not translated, but it was updated. Updated to modern English. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it lost a lot of its dialogue and then became shortened further and further and further to where it hits major plot points mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, and it reads more as a children's story or is thought of more as a children's story than it is a legitimate Helpful. literary work. Yeah, that is truly helpful. Yeah. To to everyone. It yeah. doesn't matter who's reading it. Or what age. Yeah. I gotta say though, if this is so, boiled down into a children's story, it's one of the most scary whacked out ones I would have ever read. <laughs> <laughs> so you get you get this I get this feeling that whomever has tried to bury this book, mm-hmm. the most popular Christian book ever written. Mm-hmm. did a very good job of it in a very short amount of time. That's true. And I don't mean like a flesh and blood conspiracy person. No, there is still the, the, principalities, so Paul things, says, yeah. Yeah. that fight against mm-hmm. the good in the world, the good of God in the world. Yep. And this book helped a lot of people for a, a long time. Mm-hmm. Was extremely, extremely popular mm-hmm. in a time where you couldn't just look it up on you. You you could, didn't just have instant access to whatever you wanted. Yeah, whatever you wanted to read. So someone goes, "Hey, have you have you read such and such book?" No, I haven't. Oh, you should look it up. Okay, and then go and immediately download it to your phone. Yeah, well, that that this to me is a time when. Like the printing press was still 
new tech. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So and you, they had book burnings. Yeah. You bought the book, you know, and there were very few, you know, probably not a lot of copies of this book, you know, in, in your village. So it probably got shared around a lot. You know. The printing press was around. Oh, I know it was. But you're not. You're still not at a point where you're printing books by the millions. Right. It still takes time for you for to you print it. To, Nowhere to print near it. what now. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. And, and I get be your able point. To get your hands on it. Uh, yeah, I get your point. You yeah. have to have it made. You have to bind it. You have to. Yeah. It takes distribute a, it, yeah. and then you have to pay for it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. This is all being hand done. Yeah. It takes yeah. a lot longer. To get yeah. it into people's hands, so. But. I don't know. I just. When I read that last part, and we'll, I think we'll leave them. Yeah. Here, before they they're back at the path. Mm-hmm. But that last part of, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's a one-liner that's important, nowadays more than it's ever been, mm-hmm. to me. Because we lost that. We got too caught up in making people feel good. Mm-hmm. We do. So, doesn't help them in the long run, though, sometimes. Yeah. But, I think that's a good place to leave them for tonight, don't you? Yeah. So, that being said, um, if you want to check out our links in the description, um, mm-hmm. We've tried to put good links to good versions of the book, be it print, Kindle, audio, mm-hmm. um, even kids' versions. We, we've tried to source and find the best ones that we would recommend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you know somebody that could get a lot out of it, but you know they won't read all of it. You know they won't read Old English. Mm-hmm. You know they won't listen to 10 hours. So, I mean, we do have some that are shorter that are like the three-hour modern English version. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a good jumping-off point to help people. And mm-hmm. there's still a lot in there that can help a person. You yeah. just don't get the full effect of it. Um, we also have some different versions of the Bible uh, listed below that we would recommend if you're looking for a good Bible. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, we do have affiliate links in the uh, description, and they're Amazon affiliates, which means if you want to support the show, you can click on any of those links, and you don't have to buy anything that the link is to. But if you do your Amazon shopping through that link, Amazon will pay us a commission, and it'll help support the show. So um, it's a great little way to support causes like that. And um, if you don't didn't know um, there is an animated version of Pilgrim's Progress that has come out. A lot of, well, I can't say a lot. I've seen a few churches and it has encur- encouraged me. Um, are screening the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're currently translating it into 20 languages to distribute it. Um, <laughs> so churches can actually host, apply and host the movie for free. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just asking that if each church that did would um, collect a love offering mm-hmm. because all that money, every bit of it goes to translating it and distributing it 
worldwide right now. There is a link to it in the description, actually, um, because you can buy the movie itself on Amazon now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very well done. I wouldn't necessarily recommend your kid watch it if they were under eight, probably, because there are some yeah. scary parts yeah. with the animation. Um, but, or you watch it for yourself first and see if you think your child can handle it. Yeah, well, I would say screen everything. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> I watch too many cartoons but, now at this point for having to screen everything. But, yeah. But, but um, it's definitely a good thing that if you are in a church, you may want to mm-hmm. approach somebody about doing for a movie night. Um, they do take some liberties with it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But nothing that really takes away from the story and mm-hmm. the main journey of Christian. Um, so it's definitely a really, really good introduction. And to this day, there's still a lot of people who watch the movie and then get into a book. Lord of the Rings being a great example. Mm-hmm. So it may be a good way to introduce people to the book. Um, so feel free to check that out. Um, I don't know if I have a link to their website in the description. I'll have to see. But there is a link to the actual movie on Amazon mm-hmm. where you can buy it in disc or digital, which is great. Um, I tried to find it on Vudu, and Vudu doesn't offer it. Mm-hmm. Amazon was the only one that offered it. Uh, you can buy the disc a couple places, but yeah. Amazon had the digital, and I'm all about digital. I can't keep up <laughs> with stuff. <laughs> So uh, feel free to check that stuff out. Um, We also have Facebook and Instagram if you guys want to follow along with us as we go through our journey of learning. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now we're doing visual quotes from John Bunyan on our Instagram account. Uh, So please check that out. And that's a good way to communicate with us and get in touch with us. Mm -hmm. And we would love to hear from you guys. So I guess that's it. You good? I'm good. So I think we're going to change our catchphrase at the end. Yeah. Because I wanted to be a little more specific. All right. So keep wandering through the word, pilgrims. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time.